TYB On The Run with your host, Katie Halday. This is your daily Bible blast, the perfect fit for your busy life. Just one chapter, one revelation. This will change your life. All right, are you ready, TYB On The Run? Let's do Revelation 12. Again, we're looking at the imagery from a Greco-Roman perspective. We're looking at what the first audience would have heard and seen and understood. Very common apocalyptic literature, very common to have beasts and um, angelic beings, very common to have the sea and all the beasts coming out of the sea. This is very common. You experience apocalyptic literature more than you analyse apocalyptic literature. So be very careful that you don't overanalyse. Let's parallel it to this. We overanalyzed the first coming of Jesus in the Old Testament. We analyzed what he would be like and what what would happen and how he would come as the Messiah, and we got it very, very wrong. (laughs) So don't overanalyze, experience it. So let me read this over you, Revelation 12. The woman and the dragon. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment he was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter, and her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness to to a place prepared for her by God where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough. And they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient snake called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb, And by the word of their testimony, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness where she would be taken care of for a time, times and a a half a time, out of the snake's reach. Then from his mouth the snake spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with the torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. The dragon stood on the shore of the sea and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. It had ten horns, seven heads with ten crowns on its its horns and on each head a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. 
The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. People worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast. And they also worshipped the beast and asked, who is like the beast? Who can wage war against it? The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise its authority for 42 months. It opens its mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. It was given power to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose name have not been written in the Lamb's book of life, the Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. Whoever has ears, let them hear. If anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity they will go. If anyone is to be killed with the sword, with the sword they will be killed. This calls for patience, endurance, and faithfulness on the part of God's people. Okay, we've done two chapters there, guys, because I didn't, again, want to stop in the middle of this incredible epic moment. We have done through Revelation. We have gone through the seals. We have popped open the seals. We've got these interludes. Can you feel that what he does, the author of John, is he does these cataclysmic moments and the interludes are kind of the 144,000 or we go up to heaven and have a bit of a breather. We're like, "Woo, everything's happening here on earth. Let's have a breather in heaven. <laughs> and then we go back and then we're down to the trumpets and the trumpets are declaring again the judgment of the earth. And again, we go through these trumpet sounds. And then again, we have this rest moment um, with that, the two witnesses. And then we have the seventh trumpet. So you kind of have six, rest, seven, and then six, rest, seven. Does that make sense? It's kind of like we do the six seals. We have a bit of an interlude with the 144,000 in the worship moment. And then the seventh seal connects to the next. And then the six trumpets we have a, a rest moment with the two witnesses and then the sixth, seventh trumpet. It's kind of connecting this incredible literary vision and read it in one sitting. Just see how you go. You will really experience it. So after the seventh trumpet and after this moment, let me just read the seventh trumpet part. Seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven. The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Messiah. This is the fight. This is the battle, people. Heaven and earth colliding heaven taking back earth (laughs) it's this heaven moment and he's like all right you've had the earth long enough satan this is the moment where god steps in and says enough at the fall we got separated heaven and earth we got separated jesus restored it a little bit so that we can go back to heaven but we have to come out of um you know die to go to heaven and this is the part where god's like time out satan you've had enough of the earth I'm going to restore everything. Justice is going to come back. There might be a little bit of restoration, but this is the moment. Seventh trumpet, uh, the kingdom of our Lord and his Messiah. He will reign forever and ever. This is the goal of the book, people. The goal of the book is God reigning back on the earth and Satan, who is the prince of this earth, getting um, done away with and the 24 elders who were seated on their thrones before God fell on their faces. We give thanks to you, Lord Almighty, God Almighty, the one who is, who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets and your people who revere your name, both great and small, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened and within his temple was seen the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, so cool. And there came flashes of lightning, rumbles, peals of thunder, an earthquake and a severe hailstorm. Again, we've got these cataclysmic literary things to keep the story rolling. After this moment, after the seventh trumpet, we have this 
interlude, which is kind of like, imagine the play, imagine heaven battling earth, God sending things on earth to get the restoration of God's justice back back on earth. We've got this cataclysmic play going on. You know God's going to be in control because he's seated on the throne. He's not pacing. He's not anxious. He's just vindicating his people. And you know which team you want to be on. You don't want to be on earth's team. You want to be on God's team. And all this beasts and everything are coming out. They're not there yet. But we have this moment where John recaps the biblical story, Revelation 12. What is he doing? He's recapping the biblical story. Now, in Greco-Roman times, in first century times, it was very common for a city, a a nation to be personified as a woman. It was so funny because I'm studying iconography. I was walking in Sydney the other day and I looked up and above on these beautiful buildings in Sydney in the Martin Place was the personification of Britain. She had a Britannia hat on, She and there was a personification of another nation that I didn't know, and I, I'm going to have to study it because these two women personified. One was Britain. I knew that it was Britain because of the way her hat was, and she was a warrior, and she was, she was strong on conquest. And then the other woman, I'm not sure which nation it was represented, but she had um, a cornucopia, so she was a harvest. She was very abundant, wealthy. So we have here this very much Greco-Roman imagery of Rome, personified is Roma on all their coins and imagery and statues. We have this woman, And she is the personification of of Israel. She is the personification of a nation. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. What does that mean? She's deified. She's not just just a a normal woman. She's not the whore. She's not, um, and I do apologize for that word whore. It's it's biblical. Um, She's not the prostitute, let's say that. She's not um, Jerusalem. And with the moon under her feet, what does that mean? She's cosmological. She is the cosmological church or the, the people of God under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head, meaning governmental authority, 12. Are you getting it? She's pregnant, cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon. With he- this is the moment where that that horrible music from the witch, Wicked of Witch, the Wizard of Oz, you know, comes whenever the dragon appears on stage. Seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns on its heads. Okay, the heads, seven different heads, ten horns, meaning authority, seven crowns is just meaning that he has this false understanding of royalty. Tails swept a third of the stars, which is this imagery of Ezekiel and the fall of Satan sweeping a third, um, you know, of the the angels out of heaven, flung them to earth. We're, we're doing a basically a biblical story in in character form. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment he was born. He knew that the Christ was coming out of this woman. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all the nations with the iron scepter. That's Psalm 2. So we know that this is the promised Messiah. This is Israel and that promised Messiah coming out of Israel and Satan is trying to stop Jesus from coming. And her child was snatched up to God. You know this moment because everything that happens on earth is evil and God snatches them up to his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness to be to play, to a place prepared for her by God where she might be taken care of. Now, this is a past event, remember, who was, who is, and who is to come. This is a past event. He's recapping. He's showing the people of the time what has happened in, in history. This is Israel and the nation of Israel birthing this promise of Jesus Christ. Then 
war broke out, but he's kind of showing you what's happening, not in a read your Bible narrative, but in a, you know, those books um, that, that go beyond the story and it's this present darkness and he's showing you what's happening in the heavenly realms around the biblical story. It's very cool. Somebody do a play on this, please. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels, the archangel Michael, fought against the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. So we have this moment where this dragon loses his place in heaven and he's hurled down to earth where we know he rules and reigns for a time. That ancient snake called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray, just in case you didn't know that, he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. And angels here are, you know, not God sent angels, but demons. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now you've got to really read these parts because these loud voices in these uh, are kind of like the songs. You know, they're kind of like telling you the narrative. Now has come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. This is, this is the declaration over the birth of this boy. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before God day and night have been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb. They're kind of recapping that moment where Jesus came to earth and now we've jumped forward and he has overcome Satan by the blood, by his blood, by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you. Did you hear that? He's saying pick a team, people. He's saying if you are on the team where you're going to be martyred for Christ, rejoice that you're there because even if you lose your life, he says they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Rejoice, you heavens you who dwell in them, you're on the right team. Even if you go through persecution, TYB, even if things get hard here, it doesn't really matter what happens on this earth. Your home is 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 coming. Your home will temporarily be in heaven, but we're going to reside on this earth in a glorified kingdom back in the original intention of Genesis. Walking with God on this earth, when we get to the end of Revelation, you're going to understand that. So don't get so fixated on the things of this earth. I keep hearing that, 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 that store, that song, the things of this earth will go grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace, and this is what it's all about. Okay, when the dragon saw that he'd been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness. We, we're kind of joining the story again, where she would be taken care of a time, times, times, and a time, and half a time out of the snake's reach. Then the, from his mouth, the snake spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her. He's trying to get her. He's trying to get the people of God. He's trying to get the people that the, the, the Messiah Jesus came out of. But he can't because God keeps stepping in. I love it. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring. He's like, oh, I'm done with you. I'm going to go and wage war against the rest of the Christians. Those who keep his commands. Basically, he's saying this guy. He's saying, don't be shocked that Satan hates you. <laughs> I find it so amazing, TYB. Reading this text, we're obviously on the right team. And being on that right team means that things are going to go wrong because Satan does not like you. <laughs> he doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you to feel blessed. He doesn't want you to feel loved by God. He wants you like this to go out 
and he wants to snatch. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I don't know why we get shocked when he's still killing and destroying. He's doing what he's pretty much born to do. It's so amazing that when you read this story and this beast comes out and he's he's after, he says, those who keep God's command and hold fast to their testimony, Jesus is saying, keep going, don't worry about the persecution, don't worry about it. Okay, the dragon stood on the shore of the sea and I saw a beast coming out. Now remember, the sea is where everything evil comes from. If it comes out of the sea, it's not good. If it comes from heaven, that's good. Ten horns, seven heads with ten crowns on its horns. On each had a blasphemous name. We know the beast I saw resembled a leopard but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority, meaning what? The imagery that is here, guys, the dragon would have been represented very much this essence of Rome. And the imagery here is this understanding of of any power that is given to these imperial cults. Great authority was given to them to be worshipped. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have a fatal wound. It's really pointing back to Nero, um, but the, the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. People worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast and they worshipped the beast and asked who is like the beast. Can I say, guys, this Antichrist spirit, which is what we're seeing here, the dragon Satan gives gives anoints this Antichrist spirit. Paul talks about this Antichrist spirit in Thessalonians, a man of lawlessness, being being throughout in the earth throughout the time. There has been Antichrist spirit. Anti doesn't mean um, against. Anti means in replacement of. So if somebody's against Christianity and we label them Antichrist, that's wrong. <laughs> People can be against Christianity. It's when a person, whether it's going to be a a person at the end time, stands up and says, I want to be worshipped in replacement of Christ as as your God and King. And here we know that this worship was called on by the emperors, called on by Caesar. I want to be worshipped in replacement of the Jesus that you worship and you have to renounce Jesus to worship me. So the Christians of the day really would have understood these beasts. They would have been like, okay, that is Rome, Satan himself. This guy here is calling us to leave Christ and worship him. This guy is Caesar and the emperors and the imperial cult. So even in their day, they knew that things were trying to pull them away from the worship of God, pull them away from the worship of Christ. What is your beast? Can I ask you that, TYB? If this if this was a story of your life, what is your beast that pulls you away from worshiping Christ, from following Christ? Is it money? Is it, it wants worship? It wants attention. It wants to be glorified in your life. Is it a relationship? Is it is it I don't know health? Health can be an idol. It, these things that pull you away, and this is what he's saying, do not be pulled away. The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise its authority for 42 months. It opens its mouth to blaspheme God. Can you see? He's belittling God because he wants to be worshipped and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. It was given power. Can you see? It was given power. It was given. He does nothing without being given the power to do it, which is so God in control. It was given power to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All inhabitants of the earth um, will worship the beast. All whose names have not been written in the name. Can you see that definitive thing? If you're not worshiping God and your name isn't in the Lamb's Book of Life, then you are under this power of the beast. It's sad. 
whoever has ears, let them hear. Whenever it says that, he's saying, I'm giving you a warning. Let heed, heed the warning. If anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity they will go. If anyone is to be killed with the sword, with the sword they will be killed. He's basically saying, choose your teams. This one's going to flourish. This one's going to die. This one is going to heaven. This one is going to hell. Um, this calls for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of God's people. These stories would have been cataclysmic, dramatic. Now, remember, they're not a society that reads. So when somebody read something over them, their imagination would go crazy. They are imagining this woman giving birth to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. They're imagining the dragon coming and trying this biblical account of good versus evil across the Bible. They're imagining the beast coming out of the sea, but what they're doing is this. They're like, well, wait a second. Am I on the beast's team? Am I actually following that beast? Because he's calling me to deny Christ and follow him. John is on the Isle of Patmos because he was worshiping Jesus. So you got sent to the Isle of Patmos or you got sent. Now, persecution wasn't as great as what we thought originally thought under the Domitian, but it was still persecution. You had to worship the emperor and all the, not just the emperor. There was multiple gods that you could worship. But when you did that, you chose the team to which you were on. So, guys, this cataclysmic moment where we have almost like this incredible biblical story portrayed for us, in this amazing woman and she's personified as Israel and the, the child is Jesus and the beasts. Do not focus on these guys, though. You are supposed to focus on the victory of heaven, not what's happening on earth. So love studying this with you guys. Can't wait to continue.